plant-based milk category continues to gain momentum as a growing number of consumers are looking for new dairy options. But what's next for this product segment and how does the industry convince more shoppers to move away from traditional dairy products and shift to plant-based? Joining us on Storebrand Spotlight is Lauren McNamara, Vice President of SunOpt's plant-based food and beverage business. With the company since 2017, Lauren has more than 15 years of experience in brand management and private label manufacturing. Lauren, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Greg. Very excited to be here. Uh, And we're happy to have you and happy to kind of take a look at a category that um, doesn't get a whole lot of coverage, but has been more talked about uh, recently, um, and that are are plant-based products and specifically within the milk category. Um, So as we start, can you give us sort of an overview, a state of the union, if you will, of the plant-based milk category as we sit today? Sure. So the plant-based milk category has seen tremendous growth over the past few years, Um, It's over $2.5 billion just in retail channels today, and that doesn't even include the use in other channels like food service. Uh, Plant-based milks are a really popular popular, um, alternative in coffee shops. Um, That's where we see a lot of it being used as well, uh, as well as people's homes. Um, and I, and the, the $2.5 billion doesn't even cover plant-based milks in other adjacent categories like, uh, creamers or used as an ingredient, um, in other ready to drink, uh, beverages. So it's experienced explosive growth and we're really excited to see how, uh, how high this category can go. As you mentioned, as of June, revenue in the segment was about $2.5 billion. Mm-hmm. Um, how much has this category grown over the past five years? It's grown about uh, 15%, which is a tremendous growth rate for a category that is already that big. Um, and if you look at all the different plant-based categories across the store, this one is by far the biggest and the most established. And that growth over the, the last five years, what, what's driving that? There's a couple things. Um, One is that there is a desire by consumers to make some more sustainable choices and introduce more plant-based foods and beverages into their regular diets. Um, And so it's not to say that that consumers are switching from dairy completely. It's just that they're trying to add in more plant-based options into their lifestyle. Um, We've seen that um, within one household, consumers will buy both dairy milk and one or two plant-based options, and they use those plant-based options for different things. So you might have someone that likes soy milk in their smoothies, but oat milk in their coffee. Um, And so they have these very specific uses and find the one that's really right for them and different members of their family. In addition, we do see um, sort of specific dietary needs fueling the growth of plant-based milks as well. So if you're um, sensitive to dairy or lactose intolerant, um, you know, you would want to find an alternative that obviously suits, you know, your, your dietary needs. Um, and we also see a lot more varieties coming to market. So it just gives consumers more options on finding a plant-based milk that is right for them. Um, within the last few years, oat milk has become uh, a huge player in the market, second only behind almond milk, and is uh, growing um, tremendously, and the size of that category is over half a billion dollars just after a few short years. Um, so we're really seeing consumers respond to the increase in options available to them. From the consumer standpoint, who have been the early adopters um, when we talk about plant-based milks? 
I mean, if you go back a couple decades, um, Sanapta has been making soy milk, which is kind of the original plant-based milk for several decades. And it was people who were, um, you know, looking for a more plant-based lifestyle, really vegans, vegetarians. Um, and over time, that has evolved to be just more mainstream consumers. And it's not just vegans or vegetarians anymore that are uh, using plant-based milks. It's interesting to hear how soy has been around for so long. Um, we don't necessarily yep. think about it, but it has been in the marketplace for a while. So um, that's always a good reminder because it's not, you know, didn't it's show not up brand yesterday. New, right. It has been here for a while. Right. So that, that that's a good reminder. Um, but as the category has grown beyond soy, if you will, and all these different types of plant-based milks, um, what have been, I guess, some of the lessons learned to improve both quality and taste of these plant-based products? Yeah, it's a great question. So one of the things that's really neat about plant-based milks is that um, you can you can make them into a lot of different things. And so um, what I see in plant-based milks is that there's, there's a much bigger variety of flavors um, and sort of health options. So most plant-based milks have sort of an original version, an unsweetened version, so or a lower sugar version for those who um, you know aren't looking for added sweetness or additional sugar. Um, a lot of them have vanilla options, chocolate options, um, extra creamy, uh, so you can kind of go with texture as well. Um, and then we're we're seeing a lot of barista blends come to market, so plant-based milks that um, are formulated specifically to froth and foam at high temperatures and pair really well with coffee. So there's a lot of versatility, and I think that's what's really um, very neat about them is that um, because you're uh, working with different types of plants, they all have different properties, um, and they all bring something very different to the category. And I think that helps with, again, consumers finding the one that resonates best with them versus kind of a one-size-fits-all dairy. And so we've made a lot of progress with just the taste, the mouthfeel, the texture, the performance, the flavors um, across all varieties of non-dairy milks. When we think about the ingredients needed to produce plant-based milks, and this category has grown and presumably will continue to grow, um, I guess what impact has this had on, you know, the the availability? Is there a need to expand farming when we talk about soy or oat, um, you know, in terms of providing enough of that ingredient to make these types of milks? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a, a nice thing about plant-based milks, and depending on the variety, is that, you know, the the ingredients are grown by farmers, many of them here in North America. So obviously California, huge almond industry, oats are grown very widely in the U.S. and Canada. So is soy. Um, and so for consumers here, it's it's great for them to be able to support farmers in North America um, and then more like sort of local agriculture. Um, we have seen some of the uh, climate issues over the last few years impact crops, uh, both in the U.S. and Canada. So droughts in Canada have had a big impact on oat crops. Um, there's a particularly bad one, uh, I think two years ago, that really impacted the availability of oats. And so there's a continuous effort for um, manufacturers like us, as well as um, processors and farmers to work together on availability of those crops and different things that everyone can do to increase yields, increase acres, um, and uh, entice more farmers to plant those crops just so there's geographic diversity so that if there's 
a weather issue in one area, it doesn't impact the entire crop or the availability of the crop. Um, but for the most part, it is really good news that these plant, plant-based crops, you know, are using less land, less water, less overall resources um, than other non-plant-based alternatives. I'm going to flip questions here for a second because I want to stay with this topic because it kind of rolls into sustainability. Sure. Um, when we talk about plant-based milks um, and sustainability, what are the benefits of these products versus the more traditional dairy milks? One of the benefits that we've highlighted at Synapta is um, water usage. And so if you look at water usage, and it depends on the plant variety, they're all a little bit different versus dairy. Um, there's a pretty large gap in terms of um, overall water usage. So every time a consumer buys a plant-based milk, um, they're saving gallons of water versus a dairy alternative. And so for us, that's a really important distinction, obviously, um, because water is such a precious resource. Is there a way to message that out to the consumer who, you know, who, and we, and we hear more about consumers having sustainability top of mind as they shop. Is, is that being messaged out? Is there a way to message that out to consumers to better educate them? You know, there probably is. I think, um, I think consumers do resonate with the sustainability around plant-based, even if they're not aware of the specific statistics, just understanding that um, plants are sort of renewable, um, they're healthy, uh, and and that they use fewer resources overall uh, to to grow. And so I I think consumers understand that even if they're not um, digging into the specifics, there there probably is a way to message. But I think a lot of the messaging to date has been around um, nutritional profile and taste and flavors and just understanding that um, all the differences between the varieties out there. Within this category, as it grows, what's the role that private label is playing now and will play going forward? Private label plays a really important role in the category. Um, I see a ton of new private label products entering the market. One thing that's really unique about this category is that it um, you can buy it both in the refrigerated section and in the shelf-stable section of the grocery store. And I see new private label offerings entering both. So retailers are really keeping up with um, knowing what consumers want and finding those private label options for them to have really high quality products, the ones that they're looking for, even the newer ones, um, at really competitive prices. I've tasted some really delicious private label offerings um, across the board and have been really impressed with how retailers are, are keeping up with what's going on in the category. And as we look at the category moving forward, we're coming towards the back back end of the year and into 2024. Um, what trends in the category should retailers be keeping an eye on? Yeah, so I think um, one of the biggest trends is we, we've seen across categories is protein. Um, and so one of the big things we're seeing is plant-based milks looking to be as um, protein rich as dairy. Now, in soy milk, for example, soy is naturally a, a great source of protein. It's in fact the best source of plant protein because of the full amino acid profile. So soy milk always has um, and will continue to have a really high protein profile, but we're seeing that um, come to life in other varieties as well, either with blends of different types of plant protein um, 
or focusing on one kind like like pea protein. Um, and as consumers value protein and they look to um, get protein in more places, I think that's an area where we'll start to see more plant-based milks calling out protein or looking at different um, blends and varieties of plant protein. 